Welcome to the People, Purpose, and Profits Business Coaching Podcast with Brian Buck and Kat Park. Welcome, everybody, to the People, Purpose, and Profits Business Coaching Podcast. I am Brian Buck, and you are? Kat. And we are excited today to talk about resilience. Uh, resilience is something that uh, is so important for entrepreneurs, businesses, coaches, and every day we are faced with how to be more resilient and, and really understand what resilience is. And also the people we serve are also struggling with resilience. So I think as we talk about this today, not only be thinking about how to improve and be more resilient yourself, but take a moment and really think about how this information could be something you use to create value and reduce stress uh, for the people you serve. So you wanna kick us off? Sure, I think for me, when I think about resilience, the first thing that comes to mind is a baby, right? When we first start walking, and you know that persistence of con- constantly coming back up and trying that step and i think the most important part that you know separates us when we're that little and continually you know going after that goal of walking and us as entrepreneurs um, trying to you know build a business is the the mental chatter that happens because we have a lot of learned habits or you know thinking patterns that work against us so when i think of resilience it's, it's almost like cleaning out all the the you know the, the trash that happens you know it's just like taking a shower you take a shower every day to you know clean the residue but you know when it comes to your mental mm-hmm. aspect or your mindset we don't do that often enough so when yeah, you, you say know, that it's resilience or doing that as like a form of self-care? It is. It is a self-care and it's so important, you know, and I think that would probably lead us into burnout and we're going to save that for a later date, <laughs> but yeah. I would love your input. Like, how do you see it? What has been your experience? Yeah, I think, um, well, it's kind of funny coming from the corporate world. Um, I kind of see, and it, it is more tied to burnout, but there's so much talk about resilience, but in the workplace, being more resilient to crappier work conditions isn't necessarily what we need. We need to have better workplaces. We need to have better environments. But when you think about it in terms of business ownership, uh, you are absolutely right that um, we need to really focus on well, what, what I keep thinking about, and I recently said this in a different podcast recently, but it really comes to me is there was a pastor who once told me, uh, or the congregation, that we need to learn how to take a punch and get back up again. And to me, I think that's a form of resilience because so often in the work that I've done, there's so many people who want to be problem free. They want no resistance. They want no challenges. And when they happen, people freak out. They're kind of like, oh, oh my gosh, where is this coming from? 
without mm -hmm. recognizing yes. you can take a punch but be able to get back up again and one of the ways that i help with people that and this comes from my world of quality improvement is no problem is a problem and right. prop, yeah because if you don't have problems that means you aren't being told what they are, are or what's that you're playing it too safe right yeah or you're playing it too safe exactly and so if you look at problems as gems and treasures that you're excited about problems because whenever you have problems you're going to grow and you're going to improve you improve nothing if you don't acknowledge the problems agreed so. And how you think about them, you know, and when you say a punch, uh, you know, it may be really hard for people to digest it. And I think the way I looked at it is more of, you know, stepping outside the unknown and, you know, getting the, the, that initial fear, but not allowing that to, to stop you or push you back but continuing to push through to see what's on the other side. And I think, you know, a lot of people really do live life in such a confined space. And especially when it comes from, even as a business owner, I see a lot of people with such great ideas, yet they're so afraid of going out there and, you know, telling the world what's really in their hearts. And what they do instead is just, you know, follow certain guidelines that other people have, and they never really get to experience what they're really made of. Mm. So, you know, I, I think resilience is also about exploring things. Yeah. Being open to, to, you know, being challenged. You're so right. And I'm thinking about one of my favorite authors. Her name is Liz Wiseman and wrote Multipliers. Highly recommend everybody. If you haven't read Multipliers, I think it's one of the best business yeah. books in the last decade. Have you read it? No, I have to suck it out. I think yeah. I've heard of it. Okay, yeah, I mean, it's all about um, how do you multiply the brilliance around you versus uh, people who are actually diminishing the brilliance around you. And uh, I found as a leader to be re that really just connected with me and my style. And, and as a coach, that's what I do is I only work with geniuses. Not everyone knows they're a genius yet, but <laughs> I help people find that they absolutely are a genius. And, and we help you see that in yourself and, and bring it out. But one of the things Liz Wiseman talks about is she calls it rookie smarts. And rookie smarts, um, when I went from my operational leadership role and I went into consulting, one of the things that drove me to that is rookie smarts. And what that is, is she says, when we are experts at something, we quit learning because we're just drawing on our expertise. We're a rookie you don't know where it's gonna go you don't have that surety you don't have that that uh, you don't have those that uh, i would say maybe the perspective that something isn't possible because you're a rookie and if someone says hey can you go do this and you're new enough you're like well if you asked me i must be good enough for it okay meanwhile we're an expert would say well you should never have done something like that so to me rookie smarts and in my world as in consulting is I loved every team, every project was brand new. Like, I don't, I don't even know what the solution might be yet. I don't know how this team interacts yet. I don't know uh, how well everything ties to what the organization's trying to do. 
but I knew and trusted myself that no matter where I'm a rookie, I'm going to be able to figure it out. I'm going to be able to learn what I need to learn. I'm going to be able to hear what they need. I'm going to be able to make those connections. And I think resilience comes from that trust, that self-trust. I was just about to say that. Okay. You know, to sum it up, I, I would say that that's where it comes from. And I want to address something, especially you know, from the coaching world, is that a lot of people don't have the support or especially when there's that transition between a very secure job and then this passion, this uh, you know, project outside of anything you know, anybody has known in your life or you know, around you. You know, you go out there and you start hearing all this negative talk, all these people that are basically, you know, putting their own, you know, limiting beliefs or their own limitations onto you. And, yeah. you know, is how do you like, have you had that in your business and how do you actually go out there and don't allow those voices to become the predominant voices in your head, especially when you're faced with a challenge. Yeah, I think it really comes down to just having either your own coach, you know, having a coach drastically helps. Me too. And having a community of, of people that are on a similar path. Um, like I see this, what's that? Like-minded. Yeah, you know, and I don't know if I've said this on this podcast, but I say it all the time. But <laughs> a year ago, a big influence for me was the Jim Rohn quote about your success is around the five people you hang around most. And I kept hearing Ed Milet talk about that in his podcast. And I went, oh, my goodness, I need to upgrade my friends, you know, because your family and friends, they love you. But they aren't, they're giving advice in the world of safety and fear because they haven't necessarily gone out, started a business, started coaching, started doing all of these things. So they aren't always going to be the best support for you. So the more you can create a community uh, around like-minded people who are wanting to grow, you know, like who's your mentor? If you don't have a coach, who's your mentor? And also who are you mentoring? Right. It's amazing how many times I've given advice and went, I should probably take that. <laughs> <laughs> right? We yeah. always give the best advice to yeah. others. And you, you, yeah, I love it. You know, this happened to me so many times too. And you know what? Another thing that came up as you were talking was the fact that, for example, in my family, you know, we've had several businesses in the past. They were, you know, outside of the States and they, they were quite challenging in a lot of aspects. For example, the first business we had was selling merchandise in different cities, you know, mm -hmm. going to flea markets. And I was, I want to say like seven years old when we were going, we would literally leave at three o'clock in the morning wow. and we would have to set up the tables by six or seven o'clock when people started, you know, coming in or, you know, even getting to the, the best spot. So I never really thought of them as something hard or something that was, you know, out of the ordinary because that was my normal. Mm -hmm. And then you realize back, you know, in life later on, it's like, those are the times when 
you see that you already have some of the things that are necessary to make a, success, a business successful. Because instead of complaining of what you have to do, you embrace it. And that's also, I think, a part of resilience. Mm. And looking back on some of the successes that you've had in life to use to, to help you, you know, especially when you're, you're drowning in self-doubt or yeah. you're, you're worried about something, have something to reference to because that's super important. Yeah. And I use that. It's a coaching technique called flooding, which I'm sure there's many names for it. But, you know, yeah. just take that time on just writing down with all of the wins. When have you been at the top of your game? Whether it not be in a business, like a lot of the, the things when I look at my success in the corporate world and as a business leader was looking at when I used to direct theater. And when I directed theater, it was like, okay, I bring, I, no one was paying me to direct this play, but I was able to get many people to follow my vision and collaborate. And I realized, oh my goodness, those are the same things that I do wherever I go. And uh, I actually have a friend of mine who came from the world of theater and we both agree everything we learned on stage was more applicable than anything in our MBA. So exactly. look at, yeah, if you look at your experience and all these little wins and you just keep remembering and putting yourself in that space, pretty soon that little critic voice, it's not as powerful. It's not, no. And even like looking back on lessons, you know, we've learned, you know, it, it, we've had another business where... <clears throat> Honestly, I cannot say, oh my goodness, I don't think I can express how blessed people are in America to open mm. up a business because back home, and I'm not trying to like, you know, make anybody look bad, but there were, the officials would actually, it, it, it was so corrupt. They would send people out to just basically investigate things in stores, but only because they wanted to get money. Mm. or things that they weren't really working for and basically they destroyed a lot of businesses that way because mm. even though you were like up to code to whatever you know you were doing they would say well this is not the right way and then a week later they would come back and say well uh this is not the right way so you know it was like there was no defined way and they had a lot of gray areas and they would literally destroy businesses that way so, you know, it's understanding also what you're up against and know that you have to like be stronger than your enemy. Know that you have to be wiser, smarter, and like be on your toes and don't become complacent. Don't, you know, think that, oh, this is like someone punishing me for, I don't know. There's like so many ways to think about it, right? Yeah, I'm trying to remember what all three of the words are, but I definitely love that. And it's, it's a way of looking at your problems and, and thinking about how you define them. And one of them is, uh, is this um, pervasive? Is this problem everywhere in my life? And sometimes we over say like, oh, if they treated me this way, it's everywhere. And, and we make it often worse than it is. But the nice thing by saying, is this pervasive? And you say, no, it's just this one thing. Now it's small enough that you feel powerful to attend to, attend to it instead of powerless. Um, the other one is, um, I, there's three of them, but the other one is, is it personal? You know, which I think you touched on is, this always happens to me. And wherever I go, I'm going to have the curse of this. And, and we just have to really look at our talk and say, 
if this is the kind of conversation I'm having to myself and I'm taking everything personally, I'm not going to be resilient. I'm, I'm going to always be the punching bag. Uh, and I also think when you're talking about taking a punch, you made me think about this, is it also says uh, we don't just leave our arms down. We, we, we keep our arms up to guard ourselves. Like you're not a good fighter if you're just like I'll just take punches move you know like, like a puppet bag <laughs> right and then yeah. from, you know the mindset standpoint you have to filter out you have to filter you know out the information that you're allowing in like you mentioned the people that you um allow to yourself to be around you have to understand what type of influence that has on your you know um day on your time on your money on every single aspect of life because uh, whether you realize it or not you know it really does and i actually um just noticed this just not too long ago even with little kids that you know parents let their kids and i've been guilty of this myself i'm not putting anybody on the line you know on the spot without understanding that i was guilty of it too and i was worried like where does he get that information from and then understanding that some of the things that he was watching were not really the best for him and for his way of thinking wow especially because they can't separate right and then we we sometimes you know i know a lot of people had issues with for example tom and jerry because they said that it was too violent and, you know, I can see that. I can see why some people really do have that issue, but we really didn't understand it. As, uh, us as kids, we didn't think of it as violence, but maybe because we were also raised in an environment where everybody had to stand up for themselves. Yeah. So maybe the violence was not seen as bad as it actually is. Mm. You make me think of, I just saw a review for the new um, Bill and Ted movie. I haven't seen it yet. But one of the reviewers, his name is Chris Duckman, and he was saying this movie was surprisingly an upbeat comedy. And he was saying so many modern comedies are like, haha, we're laughing, but still everything kind of sucks and it's horrible. <laughs> like just the general messages of comedy uh, can be a, a bit dark and, and dreary. And yeah. he was saying it was kind of refreshing to actually have something that has a bit of hope. Because all of us are wanting, you know, if we're in business, we have hope. You know, if you've got a business and, and you're like, it's all going to be horrible. Uh, what are you doing in business? <laughs> you know, get, get some help because that kind of thinking is going to make what you think come true. Yeah. So, so how, how important do you think it is? Because, you know, I know it's something that I use a lot in my business, but how important do you think it is to have that bigger vision, that better vision of the future in order to have that resilience that we're talking about? Well, we're going right into the title of our podcast of purpose. And purpose and that bigger vision is so critical because if you know where you're wanting to go and if you've achieved your purpose, you might think about what's the bigger purpose next. Because sometimes we might get too complacent in our purpose and we need to think bigger. One of the things I love to do is I share, I'm your ambition partner. I want to help you even think bigger than maybe you have gone. So purpose and vision, when things get hard, you know you are doing this for someone or for something. And that also gives you a little more energy and oomph uh, to be able to get past it. Because there's plenty of times... Um, 
you know, where I, I, I think about like my growth journey and there's often, time. what's that? Is this confession time? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. We're, we're, this show is now turning into reality TV and now I'm in the confession booth. Uh, but the, um, there's times when I'm growing that I actually tell myself I am doing this for my future customers because I believe it's going to better help them. And when it's hard, when I don't want to spend time, knowing you're doing it for someone or something helps tremendously much. How about you? Oh my goodness. <laughs> this is confession time. Yes. Yes. Oh, um, I've actually, you know, have to say several times that I wanted to give up mm -hmm. and, you know, just realizing some of the conversations that I've had over the years and the impact that I've made in people's lives have helped me continue to want to push beyond the limits that I've had set, you know, for myself. And it was so, you know, so huge. And I think now, instead of getting to, to that point where I start even entertaining that conversation of like wanting to give up because it's too hard that, you know, I don't have a, a enough, you know, reach or whatever I'm telling myself, as soon as the conversation happens, there's like in that moment, it automatically transforms on like who am I leaving out mm -hmm. am I not helping if I do decide to go the other way and it becomes unbearable to even think about yeah. so I don't well, entertain the, that yeah. thought well thank you for your confession and I'll even add those of us with families you know we're also doing this to be models for our children and, and families you know I, I am a huge believer you're never going to get rich working for someone else and I also believe that modern, uh, a lot of workplaces, uh, you know, we're kind of jumping into the burnout piece, but modern workplaces aren't always uh, looking out for the people who work there. I agree. And so it's a form of resilience to say, I'm going to do this on my own. I'm going to control my own destiny. And I really want to make sure that my son uh, learns that so he knows that's available to him as well. Oh, the, you know, I'm so happy you brought that up uh, because I can't relate so much to that. Um, I, I think it was like three years ago that my son, you know, was having some hard time in school. And what we've learned, it, it was that his um, EQ, his emotional quotient was really high compared to the children that were in his normal school. So what ended up uh, happening is he actually... Um, did really he did really good in tests and he went to you know for i think it's academically talented children mm -hmm. and he was around you know a lot of children that were you know and spoke the language that he he did because of his you know high eq but what i didn't really understand was the impact that my own struggle had on him and how it, like the things that he was seeing i would always you know make the situation really bad and think oh my god i'm affecting this child because anxiety is not something fun and i am open you know about what i go through because i want people to know that you're not alone first of all and that you know a good support system is really what's going to get you through and i was constantly projecting fears onto him mm. only for him to come home one day and tell me mom guess what i did today i said what he's like i was just like you 
I said, what do you mean? He said, there was a kid that was feeling left out and he was worried. And he like, I don't remember exactly what the scenario was, but he said, I did exactly what you're doing, the way you're helping people. It was just, my heart expanded so much. I'm like, this is why I'm doing it. It's like, it was reaffirming that what I'm doing is good. It's, It's just unbelievable what they observe and what they put into application. Yeah. Man, that's a great way of ending the show because there's no way I'm topping that. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and I think that just ties up purposefully on, on resiliency and purpose and how all this fits together and, and why we do the work to be resilient. So thank you for sharing. So everybody, thank you for, for watching the show or listening to the show. Uh, if you're listening to us on audio, you can check us out on YouTube. Or if you don't want to look at us, you can catch us on your podcatcher of choice. People, Purpose, and Profits, Business Coaching Podcast. And uh, we also have a Facebook group um, and a Facebook page that you can join and see updates for when we release our episodes. So thank you, everybody. Take care. Thank you. Happy to hang out with you. See you next time. Yes.